Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. Welcome, everybody, to episode 90 of this Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, and he has really great lavender-smelling hair. It's Grant Youngsma. How's it going, Grant? Well, now that you mention it, Phil, I have started using a new shampoo. Oh. Is it lavender? Uh, no. Okay. What is it? Ocean-smelling. Like it smells like sand? or <laughs> No, it smells like <laughs> the wonderful ocean. Uh, there's a lot of nasty stuff in the ocean. Uh, it, uh, does it sound good? Uh, does it smell good? Do you like it? Oh yeah. Does Caitlin like it? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, you know, just don't don't rule out lavender. I mean, it's it's all the rage these days. Yeah. Uh, if you're just joining us for this podcast, this is an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. Uh, we got some cool topics uh, for today. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, Shang Chi spoiler free, so don't don't be afraid of uh, listening to that section of the of the show. It's really going to be kind of a shorter review of the movie. We're going to get into spoilers later when it comes to Disney Plus. We'll tell you more about that here in a little bit. Um, and we've got some uh, discussion on the last two episodes of What If. We are going to review every episode of What If the Marvel animated show that's going on right now on Disney plus, but we're only going to do them a couple episodes at a time and then take a week off, come back and do two more. So yeah, we're catching up on the last uh, two weeks worth of what if as well. But before we get into the topics, we like to get into news of the week. Grant, what did you want to discuss for this week? Well, Phil, it is the return and this is something that we've talked about and, we don't really want to. We never really wanted to see a sequel of this movie, <laughs> but we are getting a second Rocketeer. This is, this blows my mind. By the way, I, I saw this article too. I think you sent it to me, didn't yep. you? And I it blows my mind a that 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 fans okay that there are fans. <laughs> honestly, we go back and and Grant and I were not fans of the Rocketeer, the nineteen ninety one hero movie. We what was it back in the was it about a year ago last fall something like that i I think it was like september october maybe of last year we did a like a 2020 review Mm -hmm. of the 1991 classic because you love this movie i remember liking it (laughs) when i was a kid now that was like in my defense that was before like all the modern like superhero films that we have now but um i remember a lot of my friends really enjoying it but Anyways, we, both of us, you watched it for the first time. Mm-hmm. I went back and watched it probably only for like the second or third time. And it was awful. <laughs> it was really bad. Like I, Grant and I, that might, might have been our most scathing review that we've, one, yeah. of, one of them that we've ever done on this podcast. So, um, but yeah, what, what's the news? They're making a sequel. Yes. 
and or a reboot. I mean, I would assume it's going to be straight to Disney Plus and only on Disney Plus because I highly doubt fans will be flocking to the theaters to see this movie. <laughs> yeah, and, it's and I don't even know who they're going to get in this movie. Yeah, and I, I mean, surely it's not going to be any in any way related to Marvel. I, I. It, it's not been on the phase four like yeah. books or anything like that. Anything that we've heard from them from San Diego comic-con or whatever, it's not been there. It is a superhero kind of character, but I, I it's not going to be Marvel. No, um, it is based on comic books, but those are not Marvel comics. So it's, I mean, it's definitely not going to be MCU. Um, by the way, I'm reading this in this article that, you know, talks about the, the, uh, re- they're calling it a reboot, not a sequel. The, the original 1991 Rocketeer movie was directed by, I think the director of Captain America, the first Avenger. Can you, can you believe that? Oh God. Yeah. The Captain America, the first Avenger Hel- Helmer is what they're saying. Joe Johnston. I'm assuming that's the, 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 the director. He's gotten much better. The first Avenger. Yeah. So, but boy, like th- th- go back and watch. If you haven't watched the 1991 Rocketeer, go back and watch it. At least the first half of it, uh, or maybe the second half of it. it gets really bad in the second half. And, um, like I just promise you, like your memories of this movie are not what, yeah, and it does not yeah. hold up <laughs> no, to two thousand twenty one. It's just boring. I, I think the the biggest the the most common word we were using as we were discussing it on that episode was boring. Like it yeah. just it just was it didn't go anywhere. It wasn't in a hurry. The pacing was all over the place. And honestly, there's almost no action in the film. Mm-hmm. And when it's there, it's it's really not even that exciting. Yeah. So I remember we compared it to Princess Bride and <laughs> Oh yeah, Princess Bride is amazing. We reviewed Princess Bride around that same time, yeah, and we were like, "This is one of the greatest comedy fantasy movies ever made." Mm-hmm. And then you know, and that movie came out before Rocketeer, but yeah. it, it, I mean, it completely outshines it. So, yeah, um, so there's not that much that's known about it. They are calling it the Return of the Rocketeer. and it is uh, from the producers uh, Jessica and David. Oh, you Lowo, um, who um, may this David um, the the David person that I just mentioned may actually star in it as well, and um, yeah, I guess he played Martin Luther King Jr. in a movie called Selma in 2014. So. Okay, but uh, that's about all that's known about it. I will be excited for this when I actually see some trailer <laughs> footage. And, uh, you know, it's with a lot of CGI, maybe it, it, they could, you know, kind of spruce up this character, but there's almost not, there's almost nothing. I don't even know what they could do to compel audiences to be excited about yeah. this character just because there's almost nothing that's even known about him. We, we got one, exactly one movie with him. There's a rocketeer television show that I've mm-hmm. joked about on, on this podcast. It's, it's, it's a, like a four preschoolers kind of animated show. Yep. And, and then, like, there were like seven or eight comic books that came out. That those are the only comics mm-hmm. that ever existed before the movie came out. So it's it's a little weird that they feel like they need to go back to the well on this one. I just think there's no way they're going to get people in unless they've never seen the Rocketeer before. Yeah, it's a good fit for Disney Plus. I, I yeah. th- there's no way that it would do well in, in the box office no. unless it just like has like a $250 million budget, but why would you, why would you gamble that on this character? Yeah. So anyway, uh, the re- return of the Rocketeer, there's no like release date or anything that I'm seeing, uh, just that they're working on it. So maybe next year. 
Um, and then I, I, as far as like, you know, my story or whatever, really we, one, one thing I think Grant and I in general are, are really interested in the numbers, like yeah, how things are doing for sure, especially Marvel and star Wars. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm interested to see th- these are, these guys are the, are the, um, the elephants in, the, in any room when you're talking about, you know, what are the biggest numbers of the year? So we knew black widow is going to be posting huge numbers. Um, I wasn't sure about Shang Chi though, like with Shang Chi and the, the legend of the 10 rings, that's an unknown property. Like everyone loves, knows and loves um, Black Widow. That mm-hmm. that character Natasha has just been such a storied, especially for female characters, such a storied character in the Marvel universe. But Shang Chi is this unknown. I I personally had not seen anyone in the cast except for um, a character that you see very late in, in the movie. She's she's been in some other. Uh, like martial arts kind of movies. Like I can't remember the actress's name, but other than her, I I had not seen, seen anyone, um, the main cast members in this in this film. So, and I, I figure a lot of people are still a little wary about going to theaters, depending on where you live in the country. And so I wasn't sure that the numbers were going to do that well. Now it it does have the boost of it Shang Chi not being on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. um, and that's why we're going to give a a quick review of it here in, here in a little bit. Cause we went to go see it in theaters in, in our town, but we, we know that it's not on Disney plus. And so that's why we don't want to do a spoiler talk on it yeah. until everyone has had a chance to see it, which is when it comes to Disney plus. But, um, because it's in theaters only right now, I feel like those numbers definitely got boosted, bumped up just because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. So, I would agree with that. What were some of the numbers that you saw? Uh, 90 million over this labor day weekend, which, um, that is, this is the highest grossing Labor Day movie of all time. Um, wow. I read that Halloween in 2007 was the past record holder at 30 million. So, yeah. It's pretty crazy that this and post pandemic, but I guess not many great movies come out over Labor Day weekend. I didn't know that. Did you know that? Mm-mm. I've never thought about that before, yeah. but. It makes sense. Like this is the weekend where everyone's at the lake or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like no one's thinking about going indoors for yeah. for a movie on Labor Day weekend. So I guess it makes sense. I've just never thought about that. I've never thought about the numbers, mm-hmm. looking up the numbers for it. But yeah, it, it, as far as like Labor Day, it's kind of a weird choice to put it. To yeah. put, knowing that, like Disney knows that obviously to to just you know intentionally put it out on Labor Day weekend, I think is kind of curious. But obviously, it you know completely smashed some of those records. So. Yeah. But, so yeah, and it did better. I don't know if they're counting the same number of days because you said Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Monday's included in that. It said four day weekend. So so Friday, Friday Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, month or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Do they count Thursday? Because it's like Thursday evening they only. They either count Thursday or Monday. One so of the two. As long as Black Widow is counting the same number of days, same days, Thursday yep. through Sunday, and then this is also Thursday through Sunday, not Monday. Um, then, then technically, as far as looking at just theater, looking at overall, Black Widow did better. But mm-hmm. looking at just the theater box office, Shang Chi actually did better than Black Widow. Yeah, and Black Widow, the article that I read currently has 142 million in theaters. So okay, we'll see how that it's going to chase that number, especially yeah. if especially if you take into account that the number would have been higher had it not been Labor Day weekend mm-hmm. this weekend. You figure a lot of people are going to be in the theaters next weekend. Because yeah, I feel like people will keep seeing it. 
It's got good good reviews. Um, I feel like our review is going to be pretty good about good about it too. We'll get to that here in a second. A lot of people are going to tell their friends you have to go see yeah. this, and then they're going to flood the theaters next weekend. So because I feel like for the next two weeks or so, it'll probably make thirty to forty million, probably. Yeah, yeah. So it'll taste Black Widow pretty yeah. good. Um. So the other part of the story, the other half of it, um, unless did you have more on no. the box office, is the Disney Plus release. So that's that's obviously what's most most of interest to our audience. But it is coming to Disney Plus faster than normal. So mm-hmm. Black Black Widow, if you didn't pay the Disney Pl- Disney Plus premiere access, you had to wait ninety days before you could watch it for free. Yeah, just included with your, with your subscription. This one actually is coming out in half the time. So. 45 days from now, basically mid mid October, you'll be able to watch it quote for free mm-hmm. with your subscription to Disney plus. There's no Disney pr- premiere at all. Like they're not even, yeah, not even like two weeks time. Are they, it's like it's theater or watch it for free, yep. but at least they're shortening that window. So it's half as long. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a good deal for those that, uh, couldn't get out to the theaters. Yeah. I don't think what six weeks is about that. What yeah. that time is mm-hmm. like, I don't think that's a, a long time to wait. Like, no, and especially with like the busyness of like school going on. Yeah. It'll be here before you know it. Yeah. Yeah. I figure I, th- it's interesting. I, I would love to know like what the boardroom discussions have been on like all these releases. Cause mm-hmm. they did black widow different than Shang Chi. The Eternals will probably be different still you know, all the different strategies that they're, you can tell they're just like throwing stuff at the wall, like to yeah. see what sticks. But I, I'm very interested to, to know what their discussion was on. Let's make the window shorter, but not so short that people like just abandon the theater. Yeah, like, don't for sure. Try, like I wasn't going to wait 45 days to see it. Cause I was mm. so excited to see it and I want to see it on a big screen. Yeah. Um, we saw black widow on the big screen. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's not going to deter me from going. We happen to live in a part of the country in, in the U S that's, that's not not as restrictive when it comes to COVID yeah. stuff. So it's pretty easy to go see it in the theater around us. All the theaters are open and, and showing it. So, so yeah. I mean, I it was a given that I was going to go see it. But I mean, if you if you're like in New York or California or something like that, and all the theaters are closed or most of them are, or the ones that are open have like all these restrictions, maybe you can't go for whatever reason. You know, they they don't want to short change those people, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like they want to keep the window long enough where it's like, okay, if you are excited, you have to go to the theater and pay money, yeah, to go see it. So, for sure, um, yeah, it makes sense for sure. I think the biggest story on it is is really that they're not doing premiere, like mm-hmm. um, that they're forcing, like to use a negative word, like they're forcing people to go to the theater to see it. Um, is a little weird to me when not everyone can necessarily do that very easily. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like with the whole martial arts kind of background of this movie, I feel like they have a broader audience. Yeah, that's true. I, I've not paid attention to the um, international I haven't really numbers Because the, the numbers that you were throwing out was just domestic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you figure, I, um, I, I, I thought I saw where it was playing in like China and something yeah, like that. Yeah, like, I'm sure it is. China, uh, not, Japan. Yeah, not every movie makes it over to those countries. Like mm-hmm. the you know production company has the right to say we won't release it in China or whatever. But um, as far as what, what I know is like Chinese people have not only seen the movie, but I think are pretty positive on it, which says a lot because it's um, it's their culture. Like I I don't I I'm not yeah. I'm not Chinese and I don't know anything about that culture. Um, so. 
like um I'm not say, I'm not saying a, a bad thing, right? Is it Japanese no. or Chinese? Uh I thought it was Chinese. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um but uh you know, I we're not familiar obviously with Asian culture if you couldn't tell. Yeah. Um and from what I've heard it is like people who are born and raised and like you know, have, have known that, that culture are, I I guess are like pretty positive on the representation in the movie. Like Mm -hmm. that it's, um, that it's agreeable to them. Like it's, it's not offensive. Um, so yeah, I could see them releasing it worldwide pretty much, but yeah. Um, well, I I figured that's a good transition. You want to get into the, yeah, for sure. To the review. So I was going to, so Grant and I were going, (laughs) we're going to go to get together, uh, to see the movie. We, we actually often do that for the, especially the Marvel stuff, but, I got super sick this week. I was I was in and out. I was basically going to work, but then like coming home and just like going crawling right into bed and stuff. And I thought I was going to be well enough on Thursday to go. Um, I ended up canceling. He went without me, and then I went on Saturday. So we actually sat, saw it in separate theaters on separate days, mm-hmm. and we've not discussed our feelings on it. So I haven't even talked to you about it. I will just do it right here on the show. But yeah. what what are your kind of overall thoughts? I liked it. Um we are going to do spoiler free. Like yep. if you're listening to this and you didn't, didn't hear me say it earlier, we are not going into spoilers. So you don't have to be afraid of, of what listening to this discussion. If you haven't seen it, I liked it because it brought a new spin to the Marvel universe for sure. And, but it still kept some of the Marvel keystones that I look for and, um, having action, which of course every Marvel movie will, but, it kept the comedy. There were plenty of times during this movie that I was laughing. Yeah. And, but I really liked the whole twist on, um, just with the whole martial arts. And honestly, I mean, I almost want to say like, I would say, uh, He's not really a superhero because he doesn't really have superpowers. Yeah, which I I'm okay with that. Yeah, and, I am too. And like watching the, the the trailers and stuff for it, I was like, you can tell from the this isn't a spoiler. You can see from the trailers like he's he, he's not he can't fly or like do anything weird. Like, mm-hmm. um, it really even superhuman strength is not really in his wheelhouse at yeah. all. But like, I kind of like that. Like, I, mm-hmm. I like the Hawkeyes. I like the Black Widows. That like don't have powers but they're they're just really good at what they do you know so but to give that person his own movie like we didn't even get a black widow movie until this year like yeah that those those movies have not necessarily ever been made or or will even be made Mm -hmm. like well how can i ever get his own film you know yeah and i mean another thing that i like about this one is kind of similar to any of the first Marvel movies of their time. It was just kind of unknown. Um, me not being a huge comic book fan, a lot of this is like brand new to me. And so, I mean, not knowing much about the character, I was able to go in with a very open mind about it. And overall, I would say I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, do I think that it stacks up well against my favorites like Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, Endgame, uh, the Spider-Man trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's a little too far, but 
Um, we were talking. I think we said it's been 25 Marvel movies now that yep. they've counted in it's this that, timeline. Yeah. I would say it falls probably maybe like 12 or 13, maybe like right in the middle. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. I it's it's um there are at least a dozen of the Marvel movies that I would say I, I enjoyed this better than those. Yeah. Um, it, but again, you think about like Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor, and um you know the, uh, certainly the Avengers, mm-hmm. you know big movies like yeah. Endgame, and I, I can't put it on that level. I, yeah. I but I don't that that's not what they were going for either. No. Like I I think what they were going for is I, I think exactly what they hit, which is. Let's introduce a new character. Nobody had you ever heard of this character before? No, okay, not at all. And you're not alone. I, I would say this is kind of the closest analog to this. I think is Guardians. Yeah, where like Groot comes on the scene. People are like, what? He's a tree? Like like no one had ever heard of like yeah. Rocket Raccoon and like these guys, you know? And so Shang Chi, I think, is in that same bucket, that same category. And but honestly, in my opinion, I think the reaction to this new character will be similar to Guardians, where yeah. like it's like, wow, this character is really cool. Like I want to know more about him. So. Yeah, I would say, like I talked about, that I'd be like in the twelve to fifteen range. I would say the four movies that I would kind of, or three other movies I would put with this one would be um, Ant Man, yeah, um, Captain Marvel, because I mean. Captain Marvel's good, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it's great. Yeah, you and I are pretty similar on that. And then, what was the third one I just had on the tip of my tongue? Um, I'll come back to it. Okay. But I would say it's right around there. I I totally agree. Black Widow. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the third one. Well, I want to talk about that because... I would say it's better than Black Widow. I I agree with you. I I, I left the theater because there's a recency thing, right? Like we just literally just watched Black Widow a few months ago. And I was, I was thinking, okay, did I like that better or worse than Black Widow? And I, was, and I, I had the same thought where I was like, oh, I think I like that a little bit better actually than Black Widow. Um, uh, but that's not to say that I didn't like Black Widow. I, yeah. I liked it a lot. But, um, but yeah, for me, it's like, it's, it's, it is very, that's a great comparison talking about Ant-Man and Black Widow. It's that tier level of, of Mar- yeah. Marvel. So like you have your like big blockbuster, huge, like, you know, galaxy traveling movies and stuff like that. It's not that, but it's not also not some of the, like a lot of people just did not like like Iron Man three or, yeah. you know, Thor two dark world or, you know, it's, it's a, abo- it's definitely above those movies for yeah, me. For um, sure. So yeah. Um, is is this a must watch in theaters? What do you what do you think about that? I would say so. I mean, yeah. I feel like every Marvel movie is kind of a must see in theaters, but um, I think this one is very good for theaters. Yeah. I mean, the action, just being up close. I mean, it's fantastic. Um, and and the sounds uh, yeah you're just not gonna get audio like that and like the cgi that they have in this movie is phenomenal yeah and some of the scenes i feel like were made for theaters yeah um this is also not a spoiler it's right there in the trailer you can you can watch it but there's a uh, action scene that takes place on the outside of a building it's like Mm -hmm. scaffolding that's like on this high rise like it's a skyscraper type building and the vertigo that I was feeling, I'm 
I'm deathly afraid of heights. Yep. You know that. And when w- the camera would like pan down and look straight at the grounds, like but from like t- thirty stories up, right? And there were there were moments where I like on this watching on this big screen where you're just you're just all engrossed in this thing, right? Yeah. It, it, that you're just not going to get at home. And when it, when this massive screen in front of me is showing me like I'm thirty stories above the ground, there were actually a couple of moments where I, I got a little bit of like hair on the back of my neck stand up. Mm-hmm. Like I, I definitely got nervous <laughs> while watching yeah. them perform these these fight scenes, you know, uh, just above death basically. So and um, like you said, the colors and stuff like that, like you know, no spoilers, but like towards the end of the film, they, they go to this area and it's there's these. Creature, creatures of, of very vibrant rainbowish yeah. kind of colors and it just it just comes alive on a screen like that it looks so real just really really pretty yeah so. i just feel like this movie takes you a lot of places that marvel hasn't gone before yeah i think this is a i agree with you i think this is a must watch in theaters yeah. um it, it, don't let the if you're not into like the kung fu um you know martial arts kind of genre of film i'm not either i like i've i've seen crouching tiger i've seen some of the popular ones yeah. right like um i've seen some jackie chan you know like rush hour and stuff yeah. like that I've, I've not even seen like his his like in chinese mandarin or mm-hmm. whatever movies but um i've seen a few but i wouldn't consider myself a fan i i felt right at home watching this movie yeah. I, I i don't think there's any requirement no. to be a, a fan of this genre to enjoy this movie. It's it's very welcoming. It's very it's very American. Even though one of, one of the things that surprised me is that about probably about 10 to 15% of the movie is not in English. Yeah, it, and like the first 5 to 10 minutes. Yeah, straight. Mm-hmm. It's just subtitles. You're just reading subtitles. If that's off-putting for you, I, I, you know, sorry, but I, I don't I didn't think any of that was over the top. No. It gives you a lot of time to read the stuff and um the way that it's shot and everything like that, it's just so gorgeous and so beautiful that it doesn't, it, this to me is like Kung Fu light. Like it, it's, it's, it's definitely for an American audience. Yeah. So um, yeah, even if you've not been into this genre, I highly recommend watching it and in theaters. I think, I think it'll really wow you. So yeah. Um, can we talk about the performances a little bit. What'd yeah. you, what'd you think? Um, I would say the guy that played Shang Chi, he did an excellent job. Yeah. Uh, Aquafina, she's kind of an up and coming star, but I mean, I've been blown away in everything she's been in. She was in Ocean's Eight, and then she was in Raya as well. Yeah, she's the the main dragon in. And Raya. so, I I thought she did a phenomenal job as well. And, but I mean, I would say besides Aquafina, there really aren't many well known actors. Or actresses, so, but yeah, the the only the only main cast member that I was again I had seen at all before I just looked it up is Michelle Ye- Yo I think is how you say it. Um, she's been in in quite a few like big movies. Okay. Um, but even I I like I had seen her in like maybe one film. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe a couple. Um, Aquafina is. I'm more familiar with her voice. Like I've seen her, I haven't seen Ocean's 8, but I've seen Raya. Yeah. So like I, I recognize her voice immediately, but I don't know that I'd ever seen her on screen before. Um, the guy that plays Shang-Chi, his name is uh, Simu Liu. Yeah. And dude, he is like, he's amazing. Like, yeah. he's, he's electric on screen. Like he, he's definitely a mainstay for the future of Marvel. Yeah, I opinion. would say so too. And, but 
overall, I thought the cast did a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, and I honestly did not have any complaints about casting because, I mean, I don't know a ton of those actors that could have filled in in these spots. Yeah. And we won't name any names, but there are a couple cameos, a couple characters that you'll recognize going into the film. And for those, for all those, they're short, but like they all landed perfectly for yeah. me. Like I, <laughs> I just loved every second of all the kind of fan servicey type stuff that they did. Um, dude, the fight choreography and this is unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And I know that's that's sounds you know, like, oh, of course, you know, because it's kung fu or whatever, mm-hmm. but, like, it didn't have to be really good, but, um, like, it, so, I don't know if you've seen, have you seen any of the John Wick movies? No. So, like, what, people watch those movies literally only for the fight choreography. Yeah. I'm not even sure that a lot of people could tell you, like, the detailed notes of the plot. Like, it's overall plot, you kind of understand what's going on. You're watching the movie because you want to see the fights, and, that this movie is really great in the plot department and you know, the world building that's doing mm-hmm. is awesome, is all awesome. I'm not trying to say it's not, but the, the fight choreography in my opinion is basically every bit as good as the John wick. Oh yes, yeah, for sure. It's, it's so good. I, I don't know how, even how they're pulling off some of the, some of the stunt. And like, and like the hand to hand combat is it's, phenomenal. It's fast. It's frenetic. It's, it's, um, it's gra- grounded, like like yeah. you said. There's not a lot of supernatural activity. There is some, but it's it's a uh, it's mostly just kind of guys just throwing punches and blocking mm-hmm. and flipping over each other and like doing like stuff that you've seen in other movies. But now it's here in the MCU, and it's just it's so cool. Yeah, I mean, the this doesn't really spoil anything because it's in the trailer. But yeah. the bus fight scene oh is phenomenal. I, I will never forget that scene. Yeah. I was I was actually describing it to my wife in greater detail than I'll do here because we're sticking away from spoilers and she didn't care about spoilers. But like I, I explained like the whole thing, like everything mm-hmm. that happens, and even she was like, she's not, she doesn't get geeky over that stuff. Yeah. But like even she was like, oh my gosh, and I was like, yes, it's insane what yeah. they pull off in that in that. It's like a five minute sequence. Yeah, and it's one of the greatest in the film, and it's one of the earlier ones. Mm-hmm. So and so, I mean, I feel like this is one of the i mean like i said earlier it's just different and yeah i feel like the hand-to-hand combat is amazing and but it is different so but i mean i like it for sure yeah because it's not like they even though it is different from original marvel fights I mean, they still spent just as much time as they would on any other Marvel fight. Yeah, yeah. Th- these guys are very talented at, at what they do. Like yep. the, the the fight choreography is from, I'm sure, some of the best in the biz. Like mm-hmm. it, it's 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 just so well done. Um, and, and it like you could tell that they probably spent like a month like practicing this one scene that we enjoy for like 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, um, you know, there's just a lot of work that goes into that. So. Um, I love that they're bringing literally a different, not maybe not this, maybe this isn't the first time we've seen this continent in MCU, but it's one of the first and mm-hmm. it's definitely the longest that we've seen, you know, China or this, this kind of, yeah. this part of the world. And I love that. Like I, 
we've started to get it some with Black Panther. Let's see some Africa. Let's see. Let's get out of the United States. Mm-hmm. And we've seen them do some globe trotting in some of the shows, like Falcon and Winter Soldier and stuff like that. Um, obviously, some you know Age of Ultron, and you know we've seen a lot in like Europe, kind of yeah. kind of uh, scene. But to see like some of the beautiful like bamboo forest laden mm-hmm. scene, I'm just like, this is so great that we're like just seeing. Okay, what you know. Not everything has to happen in New York City. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. There's there are supernatural things going on around the world and bad guys around the world that we have to like conquer and you know mm-hmm. subdue. And so you know it's like just now, like you know, 13 years after Iron Man one, we're finally getting to some of these other stories, and it just feels right. Like it feels like they're finally diversifying. We're getting a variety. It's not. Not every superhero superhero has to be like a white male, you yeah. know, and that's that's what we're getting now, and I'm I'm super pumped. So yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what uh, part of the MCU Shang Chi has going forward, or yeah. if this is just one and done. Yeah, there there are definitely stick around for after the credits if you've not seen it yet. Um, it, you know, it's no. No surprise that they do after the credits. I mean, every single MCU movie has that, but they definitely te- give you some ideas, like tease of like, okay, what could be next for this character and all that. So uh, definitely stick around and watch that as well. Um, anything else to just to kind of not say about? Not, not really. I yeah. mean, I would just say we'll, we'll do a, a full spoiler review later, like yeah. when it comes to Disney Plus. I would just say that it. I mean. Like I talked about earlier, I kind of had a blank slate going into this. Yeah. And I would say I was pleasantly surprised and I enjoyed it. Yeah. And if I had to rate the movie, I'd say it'd be an 8 out of 10, 8.5 out of 10. Yeah. Right around there. But I mean, I was entertained. So, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it for the most part. Yeah. The, the time flew by for yeah. me. I just Just as things started to get... A little quiet, a little stale, kind of like okay, let's let's move, let's yeah. let's heighten the the you know, um, let's get my heart racing again. Mm-hmm. They delivered. It, it, I, I just thought it was like really well paced, and um, again, it was it's two hours long, but it just it, that flew by. That time yeah. flew by, man. Um, and just when like I wanted to see something out of like every time you like you want to see something out of the ordinary supernatural not just you know normal fights and stuff like that they gave you some of that and it was fun and just edge of your seat you know you know white knuckle <laughs> as you're watching it type of moment so yeah i i yeah i this is de- a definite recommend from both of us and um here's what we're going to do it, it, basically in 6 weeks time it's going to be on disney plus so uh, here, I guess six episodes, six or seven episodes from now, we will have a, Sha- a Shang-Chi episode. Like the mm-hmm. whole episode will be d- devoted to that. Maybe we can get a guest on and, and talk about the, the film. And so we'll do that with you. I, by then, you know, there's no excuse. Everyone should have yeah. a chance to, to watch it by then. So we will hold the rest of our spoiler discussion for that time. Uh, but look ahead for that. If you've seen it in theaters, you know, just wait six weeks or whatever and you can hear all of our thoughts on that. So... Cool. Uh, you ready to get into some more Marvel stuff? Yeah. Uh, let's get. Let's. I guess take them one at a time, just in case somebody's seen three, not four, or something like yep. that. But sounds good. I mean, that's pretty easy to do. They're all kind of anthology type yeah. episodes. So we'll just talk about uh, what if episode three first, and then we'll get hearing about you know twenty five minutes or so. We'll get into episode four. But um, 
So this is the um, what happens if the world doesn't have the Avengers yeah. episode. So um, kind of general thoughts. What, what, had, what was your reaction to it? I mean, I feel like this topic had to be discussed. Yeah. Because I feel like when you're asking what if questions, um, this probably is one that surfaces at the top. Like what would Earth do? if there was no Avengers. Yeah. So I feel like you can't have this show without discussing this topic. And I mean, I, I honestly felt like, and I even texted you this, this is probably one of my favorite ones. Yeah. And that's because I did not see the ending coming at all. Yeah. And you literally don't know who's behind it until literally like the last five minutes. Yeah. The, the, I think the way I, I kind of described it to myself as, as I finished it, it was like, that was like a mystery yeah. episode. Like I, if you've ever seen like, um, you know, law and order or like, you know, um, one of those shows where it's just like, okay, who done it? You know, it's like mm-hmm. the whole episode, you're like, what is going on? Like, yeah. like what is, what is the, the reason for all of this? Like, you know, who is, who is behind all of this? And, um, I mean, we're doing spoilers on this episode, so we can talk about it yeah. openly. <laughs> I, I keep thinking we're doing like a non-spoiler review uh, since we just came out of that. But yeah, um, the, the big reveal at the end is just like, dude, that makes perfect sense. I would have never thought about mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, it's pretty awesome because like the big conceit in the whole episode is like, there's nobody there. It's like this ghost, like shadow, shadowy yeah. figures. Like, you know, s- somebody is obviously pulling the strings and pulling off these kills, mm-hmm. but you can't think of anyone that could possibly do that. Um, yeah. But th- then when they reveal, it's like, it's so obvious, but yeah. So, I mean, it is just crazy. And I mean, I think one of the reasons why I like this one is because it doesn't really relate to any of the movies. Like this was oh, all, yeah. this was all pretty new content. And I think that's what made it so enjoyable. Yeah, I didn't think about that. And the the two previous episodes, really, and even like episode four, kind of hinges a little yeah. bit on the, on the Doctor mm-hmm. Strange movie. Um, this is really the only one that we've gotten that's kind of been. Uh, we're not trying to redo a movie at yeah. all. It's just like let's just tell like an original story. Um, but yeah, I I liked that Fury was kind of at the center of it. I thought mm-hmm. that was that was pretty neat. Um, uh, Natasha's role in it is really cool. Like she's yeah, like for sure, you know, kind of like they both know that like something's not right. Like, you know, something is going on. There's no way that all of these Avengers, you know, Hawkeye wouldn't kill somebody. Natasha wouldn't kill some Iron Man. Like, you know, like, it's like, okay, there's something not right going on, but either no one's, no one else is interested in getting to the bottom of it or they don't know how, like they yeah. have no means to, mm-hmm. to do it. And so it, it, it feels like one of those desperate of like, if we don't do it, no one, like no one's going to tell the story. Yeah. You know? So yeah. And I mean, I feel like it kind of took me for a loop because I mean, we knew this episode would kind of center around Loki. Yeah. So I was kind of the whole time and this kind of brings the mystery aspect. I was kind of thinking the whole time, well, Loki's behind it and we're going to go down this trip again, but then um, at the end, when they reveal that Hank Pym 
is actually the one that is responsible for it. It was just like, you know, well done. I actually am pleasantly surprised with this episode and I liked it. What a great choice for the secret villain. Mm-hmm. As Hank Pym is a character that they obviously they do it so good at making the animated character look like the act, the actor. Yeah. But like, as soon as you see him, you're like, Oh, that's, that's Dr. Pym. Like that's Hank Pym from the first Ant-Man movie. Everyone knows this character, but everyone's forgotten about him. Yeah. Like he, he was in, that was two Ant-Man movies ago, way before infinity war, way before everything that we've seen in recent history. Mm-hmm. It feels like, like a, I don't know, it's phase two or phase three movie. Like yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, from a bygone era, a character we only saw for like a third of one movie. And, and yet he's the perfect character to actually pull this off. And so when he came on, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about Hank Pym. And that that's why it makes it the, the landing of that delivery of like, here's the, the villain that's been antagonizing yeah. everyone the whole time is such a perfect choice. Like I, there's really no, like no one else that would even be a better. Yeah. And it makes so much sense. Like we've already yeah. said, um, because these characters are just getting killed in like a crazy way. And it makes so much sense. And in different ways too. Like like Iron Man gets poisoned. Um, you know, Thor gets shot with an arrow. Like it's like okay, even if someone is really good at assassination, how would they do it in all these different ways yeah. without getting caught, especially uh-huh. like um, and it's really only until like t- way towards the end of the episode that one of the characters even sees the 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 person the perpetrator and but then even then it's not revealed to the audience so like yeah. I, th- it's, it's, I think it's um natasha that sees mm-hmm. him like he's like oh no oh that's when she says like it's all about hope or whatever yeah um but yeah for the most part he's been ant-sized and like mm-hmm. you know that's what's so great about the ant-man character is like he like he goes down to ant size like where he, no one can actually see him unless they're looking right at him and, and yet he still has the same strength as a, like a human, like mm-hmm. a six foot human. <laughs> so he can do whatever he wants and get away with it. And, and that's, that's what's so sinister about the implications of that character. Like he could use that power for good or he could use that power for evil. Yeah. And we've never seen sure. the evil side of it until this episode. It was really cool to, to see it. Yeah. And I feel like when we're about to talk about four, but yeah. uh, I feel like this is kind of like, the villains are kind of taking over or we're seeing the bad guy spectrum of Marvel from this. Yeah. We're seeing what happens when the heroes that we've uh, grown up to love, what happens when they make the wrong choices. Yeah. Yeah. So the, you're right that most of the plot of this, it doesn't center around a a movie. There certainly isn't one movie in particular that, encapsulates all these scenes but there was quite a bit from like the first thor movie yeah that was kind of referenced in the just in that section the five minute mm-hmm. section around around thor so um it's been a long time since i've seen the first thor movie um basically most of the events are the same up until the point obviously where he gets shot but yeah um is everything else the same from that movie like he's he's looking for mjolnir and yeah i would say pretty similar yeah because uh like colson is like yep, he's there on like the dig site and like mm-hmm. you know guarding it, protecting it until they can yeah, like extract I would say it. It's relatively similar, and then the whole scene with Iron Man that happens too. 
Okay. When Natasha comes in and I think that's an Iron Man too. Okay. At the, or. Cause yeah. they're, they're recruiting him in the second movie. Yeah. Okay. God, it's been so long since I've seen those. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know. I don't, the Hulk part was new for sure. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, uh, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. Is it, is it like the, uh, what's his name? It's it's the Incredible Hulk movie. Edward Norton. Yeah. Edward. So it's it's the Edward, it's the events of that movie, but with um, the Bruce Banner that's played by the actor that we yep. know now. Mm-hmm. So that that was kind of jarring a little bit. I I didn't dislike it, but it, it was weird to see that actor doing the events of a movie that he never acted in. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he is the canon, you know, Bruce Banner mm-hmm. now. But yeah, kind of interesting there. But yeah, overall, I would say this is probably um, right there with uh, the Chadwick Boseman one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like both of those episodes a yeah. lot. Yeah, and I mean, I would definitely say it's better than the first one, the Captain America one, and I'd honestly say it's better than the one we're about to discuss as well. Yeah. Um, I really like the scene where Natasha breaks out of that transport vehicle. Yeah. She's in cuffs and everything mm-hmm. and like breaks out of the cuffs and then literally takes out every dude in that, the back of that truck and then goes off running. Um, it was super sinister when um, Hawkeye's like all alone in his cell. Like there's nobody in there. Yeah. And then they like check his pulse and, and he's, he's dead. dead. Yeah. And they were talking about cyanide or whatever. Like, no, he wouldn't do that. Like he has a family. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or when Hulk basically like balloons and then oh, just... dude, that was one of the most gruesome things I've ever seen Marvel do. Yeah, like it, it you didn't see like the blood and guts. They're not going to do that. But yeah. like when he started ballooning up, I was like, are they going to show him exploding? Like that was one of the most gruesome things I've ever seen in in Marvel. Even though yeah. they didn't actually show the explosion. Yeah, that was that was disgusting. Yeah, for sure. I don't know that they would do that in live action, like I don't in think so. CGI. Like no. I, I was I was a little disturbed by that scene. Like it was it that that was that scene was kind of hard to watch. Um, yeah. How did they? How did he blow up? I can't remember how he like expanded. It was something, and they he, injected himself with. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. I I liked the. You get the, some of the, you know, Natasha Bruce, um, you know. Will they awkward want, yeah, romance. Will they want they yeah, um, in, in that part of the episode, and that felt true, you know, true to life. Yeah, for so, sure. Um, is this the is this the Loki episode? Like, we're I not think so. We're not getting like a a, a, a Loki centric. What if I, I like, don't think so? Because they like we're teasing. I think we talked about it on this show like a couple episodes ago of of our podcast of. Like, oh, you know, the, the rumor is, like, we're going to get a Loki episode next. So, like, oh, that sounds cool. That, that'd be kind of a fun follow-up from the Loki, you know, Disney Plus series that we just yeah. finished. And he's barely, he's barely in this. Like, he's in it kind of a little bit in the middle, like, when they're doing the Thor stuff. And then, of course, he comes in at the very end and says, you know, people of Earth, I'm, I'm your new... You, you were made to be ruled, and I'm going to be that person. But that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, it looks like the next one, episode five is, uh, about Thor. So I'm sure Loki will 
okay. make an appearance in that. I did. I would like to see more Loki just because he's the only character in the entire MCU that we know has had a presence in like all these universes, like, you know, doing misdeeds and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of interested to see if, if they would give us some, like, I would almost consider that to be like side story, additional mm-hmm. content to the Loki series. Yeah. I hear you. So yeah. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, I I, li- I liked watching Fury go to um, Hope's. You know, Hope Van Dyne has been killed in their universe, and he goes to the the uh, gravesite, yep. and he and you know Hank shows up like you know how dare you defile her gravesite by sh- you know showing up here and um, you know um, and then that cool scene where where it's obviously Loki and yeah he just multiplies. That's really cool. Yeah, there's just multiple multiple uh, Furies or whatever. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, at the very end, uh, Fury finds, uh, Cap, uh, Captain America in the ice, kind of like he did in the first mm-hmm. Avenger and, uh, Car- Captain Marvel's there. Like, I, I didn't expect to see her at yeah. all. I didn't expect to see her in anything in a major <laughs> series. Like it, it seems like she's kind of, she's always off, off like in the galaxy somewhere, mm-hmm. um, that I almost didn't. I wasn't sure we'd even see her at all, but um, she's in there just for a few seconds at the end and says, "Where's the fight?" Yeah. So good episode. I I uh, I'm with you. I I enjoyed. Th- this seems this episode to me seems like the epitome of of, of what a what if story should be. Which yeah, is, I agree. Like just change all the rules. Like to, to, you know, radically do everything different. I think that the first episodes they the first couple they wanted to play it safe and say, mm-hmm. what if this character became this character and then build a world around that with this one, it felt like they were going all in like uh, just, okay, let's yeah. just kill everyone and like, just see how it would, you know, mm-hmm. let our minds just go down that road of like how everything would unfold. So, yeah. And yeah, I feel cool. like this, uh, like we talked about, um, how they chose this one is it's a phenomenal question to ask. And then, so I feel like this one kind of stands alone where they kind of switch characters in the first two, like you just said. And then this one stands alone. I feel like the next two, now they're talking about like, if this one event changed, which, I mean, I feel like that's another topic you have to battle. So I almost feel like they're, each episode kind of has like a partner one, even though it doesn't really add up to anything mm-hmm. to where anything like plot moving. But uh, I feel like that's kind of how Marvel approached it. Yeah. But I feel like this one will probably be the only one that goes down this line because yeah. there really isn't any other thing that could go with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think this one might be might be my favorite. I, the Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman one was really fun and and funny. I, there mm-hmm. there are a few jokes in here about like the lavender hair. You know, yeah, his his hair really does smell very great. You know, um, but the Chadwick Boseman episode was funnier. I, there were more laughs in that one, and I'm just partial to sci-fi in general. So I, like I really liked that episode a lot, but. The cat, the full cast that we got with this one, and how how many things changed and how different it was, I I just was really intrigued by mm-hmm. by this one a lot. So I I think the the Star Lord one is probably a close second for me. Um, and then 
honestly probably the first episode yeah. um and then the one we're about to discuss episode four yeah is, this one it's probably four i don't know about this one let's let's get into it now if you've not seen episode four of what if we are going to do a full spoiler review so uh it did just come out a few days ago hopefully you've had a chance to to watch it otherwise just hit pause go watch it you know 30 minutes and then come back for our discussion so uh this is the dr strange episode and um I want to tr- I want to compare. I kind of like doing these in tandem, like two episodes yeah. at a time, because we can like really get into comparisons. This episode for me was less exciting by far. I like oh, yeah. I, I just for sure there were moments where I was falling asleep <laughs> watching this, this the episode. Literally, I, I my eyes were starting to get a little heavy. Um, however, of the two episodes, this is the one I've thought about more after watching it um, because of the implications of the plot and how it plays out and what would I do if I was in that situation? Yeah. And it got me thinking about Spider-Man. Yes. uh, The, the no way home movie. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to throw it back to you, but, but this is, this one has been more intriguing from like an, like a thought worm kind of, you know, burrowing its, its way through my brain than episode three, but I enjoyed three. Like I, I enjoyed the watching Mm -hmm. of three better than this one. Yeah. I would, Agree. I mean, this is probably my least favorite of the four so far. Yeah. But, I mean, because I've only seen Doctor Strange once, the movie. So, honestly, I didn't even really remember the car crash. Like, I remembered that that happens. But I didn't need to see it over and over and over. (laughs) And, honestly, I didn't really care for this to be like the whole plot of the episode. Yeah. It, it, boy, does it just stick to that and never deviate? Like it's literally 30 minutes of him. Just, is there a way that I can undo this from happening? And I I thought, okay, we'll we'll start there and we'll do that for 10 minutes. And then, and then we'll go off to a a different spot. It's like, no, like that's pretty much the whole thing. Like the whole episode. Now it gets a little varied at the end when and it gets super weird too, where there's like two Doctor Stranges in the same universe. And I don't even know how that even works, but like it got really confusing towards the end. But yeah. at least it did spin off from the the original conversation a little bit by saying, you know, you can you can you can do this if you build up enough power. You're not powerful enough to yeah. do it. Um, and then this crazy Doctor Strange goes completely just off the wall and yeah. just gets gets insane towards the end and and literally collapses his entire universe. So I think from a, a discussion perspective, like what we're doing now, discussing the episodes and the merits of would you do this or would you not? That's the, the, the important part of the episode watching it. it I thought it was kind of boring. Like there were, there were, mm-hmm. there was a middle 10 minutes in there where I was just like, where in the world is this going? I don't know what, I don't know what this yeah. is. So, and like the part where he's like stealing all these like, monsters powers yeah. i was just like that okay. was that part was very long like yeah. I, I i was like why are we spending three minutes it was like maybe three and mm-hmm. a half minutes of like him just like you know letting creatures into that wherever he was that room yeah. and just absorbing them one at a time I was like really like we're gonna show like eight of these things or whatever you know getting bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and then going back to that like tentacle monster which by the way reminded me a lot of the first episode yeah but that's what my thought was it was the same same creature but um yeah it's uh there's some odd choices in this episode for sure um 
I think what's so in the I, again, I'm like you. I don't remember Doctor Strange that movie, like the critical plot points of that. But it, I'm, I'm to understand that he basically lost the use of his hand. He's a surgeon. Yeah. He lost the use of his hands in that cra- that crash, and then obviously finds his way into like magic from there. Is that? Is, yeah, pretty much. Is that the plot? Okay. And now he loses his heart. His heart. <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> it's really dumb. Yeah. I the the, the synopsis before you pre- press play on the episode says, "What if he lost his heart instead of his hands?" I was like, "Did they mean like his like?" Are, they're talking about like emotional heart, right? Yeah. It's <laughs> like that's really stupid. Um, yeah. And I mean, I feel like if this is the which I would assume this is the one Doctor Strange episode, I feel like I would have much rather heard about the choice in Endgame, him going through all those possibilities. Yeah. I would have been more on board for that. Dude. But, but did we have to get this? It was just weird. That's a great idea. Because it, it is kind of, he is doing here, essentially kind of what he did in, in Infinity War, I guess. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, there's 14 million possibility, whatever the mm-hmm. number is. And, and, and out of those 14 million, there's only one where we, where we win. Right. And, and I, I've always been intrigued by that. Like that's one of the coolest lines in that whole movie Yeah, is like, Dr. Strange can do this. Like he can like, just like scan through 14 million possibilities and find the one where like in this one, we're seeing it play out, but it's play, being played out very slowly one at a time. And it's about something that's not as big of a, uh, to, yeah. to us. Like I know, you know, Christine like means a lot to him. It's just like, I don't know Christine at all. So like, yeah. it's not really impactful for me. I, I'm not like necessarily rooting for him either. Um, even though, you know, I want him to be happy or whatever. Um, so, so basically it becomes groundhog day where he's just like trying the same thing over yeah. and over again. Um, expecting different results, but it, it just never comes. Um, and then in one, when he's he gets in that fight with the ancient one mm-hmm. where she punches him and at first you think he escapes and gets away but then it's revealed later on that she like separates him and yep. am i too different is this, is this Doctor strange you got? okay yeah she basically like splits him in half so there's now two doctor stranges one where he continues to try to save christine yep. and one where he's moved on mm-hmm. and the one that's moved on that's the one, yeah. The one that's wait, am I getting this backwards? The one, the one that's moved on is the become is the good one. Yes. And then the bad one is the one that can't let go mm-hmm. and starts absorbing monsters and gets yeah. crazy. Okay. Which, I mean, I don't know. It's it got really confusing about two thirds of the way through. I was like, I think I understand what we're, yeah. what, what's being said and what's happening here, but um, I also was like. We've been trained recently, like in Loki and other places recently, that you can't have two char- two of the same character in the same universe. Like you can have a Doctor Strange in Universe A and mm. then a Doctor Strange in Universe B. But like even as I'm watching, it's like, is that what? No, that's not what's that's not what they're saying. They're saying that these both of these guys exist in the same universe. Yeah. And so it took me like five minutes just to train my brain, retrain my brain to even think about it in these in this context. It, it was some, there were some bad choices I think in those in the storytelling. Yeah, and I mean another part that we haven't really touched on is there aren't many characters in this episode either. Yeah, and I mean I feel like 
Doctor Strange, yes, he's going to have a major role in this upcoming phase of Marvel. But, I mean, for me, this is kind of one of those. I mean, we've had him on the Mighty Ducks. We've had him on High School Musical. We've had him on Mandalorian. This is one of those mid-season episodes where it's just like, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. I mean, yeah, where I'm just like, did we have to have this episode? <laughs> um, so I, I'm right there with you. I it, it to me it was kind of like okay, well I guess we had to have one of these at, at some point, um, just to kind of fill some time type of thing. Uh, Benedict, it's not Benedict um, Cumberbatch's yeah. fall. Like he, his mm. his performance is stellar. Yeah, uh, in this, but it's just it's just. I feel like we kind of said this about the first episode, or I know I was, I think you were agreeing at, at the time of, of like, you're just trying to do too much, man. Like it's yeah. 30 minutes. Like, I, you know, you want, you go back and watch the original Dr. Strange movie. It's two hours or maybe more than two hours. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that they cover in that, but they have two, over two hours to do it in 30 minutes. It's like, okay, like I would have been fine just m- making the story about, um, you know, him trying to revive her realizing in the end that there's, he can't do anything about it and make that the point of the episode. Right. Yeah. And then, but then they change the point at the end and make it super weird where they have to fight each other. I'm just like, I'm not interested anymore. Like you lost me, yeah. you know? Um, so, um, there's a couple things that happened in the episode. That I want to make sure we touch on, uh, one I think is kind of interesting just in the context of the show. The other ones I think is interesting just as far as like the MCU in general, um, bigger picture thing. I'll start with the easier one. The, there's a couple, at least one part majorly, and, and I think it happens twice, where Doctor Strange hears the Watcher. Yep. And that that was awesome. Like that super intrigued me. Mm-hmm. Like the the Watcher is like speaking to us, narrating the story like he normally does in all these other episodes. No one's ever been able to see him or hear him. Yeah. And I don't. You don't necessarily get the impression that he 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 can see him, although. I, he probably can, but he definitely hears him at one point and like turns to like address him. Um, and don't they, don't they speak to each other at the end? They do. Yeah, that's right. They have a conversation at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, that was actually really cool. Like I, there's only, that was probably the best part of the episode. Yeah. There's only, that was something I, I didn't think that they would ever do Mm -hmm. like in any of the episodes. And it has, like when you think about it, there's only a couple, a couple characters uh, that are canon characters in the MCU currently that could even pull that off. Yeah. Like that have the power to do that. And the fact that he's, I mean, Dr. Strange is honestly one of the coolest. I think he's one of the coolest characters in the MCU as far as like he, there's almost nothing he can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he like, when I realized I'm like, wait, can you, can you hear him? <laughs> like, can yeah. you hear what the watcher is telling us? I was like, that's cool. Like, that is like, you know, kind of breaking the fourth wall type of stuff that Mm -hmm. I was not expecting from any of the episodes, let alone this episode that was getting pretty stale at that point. And so when they dropped that little bit of knowledge, I was like, okay, that's, that's awesome. I'm yeah. You got me on that one. That was definitely a, and like you said, he's probably one of the few that actually could pull that off. Yeah. And I mean that, like I said, probably the best part of this episode. Yeah. Um, the other one, and we kind of teased it a second ago, is I is how I don't think this relates directly. I don't think the events that we just watched are going to re- relate directly to No Way Home. 
But I think it's definitely teasing some ideas. It's kind of a precursor of a decision that Doctor Strange makes. Yeah. So, like, the result of of this meddling, like, I wrote down a quote. He's, he says, the Watcher actually has this line, meddling with time and events only leads to more destruction. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Like, that that line literally could be in the No Way Home trailer. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so the results of, of the meddling that takes place in this episode is literally the destruction of their universe. Like mm-hmm. it implodes on him at the end and it, that universe is like gone. Um, it, I don't think that's how no way home is going to end, but yeah, I like it, it definitely got me curious about like, okay, like are they, are they giving us, throwing us some teases? Are we going to think about this episode by the time we get to the end of no way home? <laughs> you know, yeah, yep. maybe it was neat. Um, I definitely wouldn't have been surprised if this episode would have been like the last episode of the season. Yeah. Kind of play into that. But I mean, you do bring up a great point about choices that somebody makes. And I definitely think that whatever spell Dr. Strange is going to cast and no way home will definitely have some consequences like we saw in this episode, what if? Yeah. Um, do you remember that phrase? They used a phrase in this episode called absolute point. Yep. And I think that's a phrase that we honestly may actually hear in, yeah. in that in that movie. Yeah, I think that could be a very key uh, phrase going forward in any of the phase four movies about absolute point especially when you get into Doctor Strange and the the sequel of that one, mm-hmm. uh, Ant-Man 3, and then Spider-Man. I feel like we it's probably not the last time we've heard, we will hear that phrase. Yeah. So let me... Can you explain the absolute point? I think I understand it, but like, I want to hear you <laughs> explain it. Um, it's basically a point in history... That is going to happen no matter what. Okay. So, like, for instance, in this episode, the character was going to die no matter what. Okay. Over and over again. No matter how you change it. I mean, there's one point where she's driving and they still die. Or Doctor Strange doesn't even go out with her and she still ends up dying. Yeah. There's one where they go dancing and she dies on the dance floor. There's another one where... He doesn't even go to the. They're on like this mountain pass, wherever where the accident happens. And he's just like, oh, we're not, we're we're not going to go that way. And, and he they just, still get sideswiped. Yeah, he still gets crushed by you know this T bone by this other car. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's yeah that was my understanding too. Is like no, even the most powerful sorcerer supreme cannot undo a, an absolute point. Mm-hmm. And I almost wonder if that doesn't come into play with the Spider-Man because we know all hell breaks loose from, we know that much from the no way home trailer that all Spider-Man wants to do is basically make it so that the world doesn't know that he's Spider-Man anymore. But that might be an absolute point. Like that might be something that like literally no one, no one can cure um, Mm -hmm. and, and, and undo. So um, yeah, I I think that those couple things are like really the, the, I think the biggest takeaways from the episode, I think the rest of it was kind of, honestly kind of throw away. Yeah, but, for sure. But the absolute point I thought was actually pretty interesting. It's, it's kind of made me like, I want to go back and watch the no way home trailer again and see like, 
you know, is there some, you know, strings that can, you can attach to this episode of, of what if so. Yeah. So interesting. Um, anything else on episode four? Not really. I, I think it's, it's a low point for what if, but it, it definitely gave us a couple like tidbits of, of uh, jargon and, and interesting things to think about as we enter into phase four and all the multiverse stuff that they're talking about doing. And, you know, can you, can you change the past? Can you change time, you know, the time travel and, and, you know, undoing things to make events, you know, results different and stuff like that. I think it's going to be a a recurring theme for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I mean, honestly, um, this is kind of one of those, episodes that you needed to have and we knew we were going to get those kind of episodes where a choice that somebody makes just the ripple effect yeah i think the episode could have stood from having more characters in it it's 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 literally dr strange the ancient one for just a couple scenes and then that um um bang low bang or something like that um what was his name um oh oh bang um who is like the librarian. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's only in like, I, he might have like three, three or four, five lines. Um, yeah. But it, it really is kind of a Dr. Strange show in, in uh, episode four. And that's so, so jarring after <laughs> episode three, where like literally everyone's in it. Yeah, for sure. So, um, well, moving to what else are you watching on Disney plus? I'll, I'll uh, go first. Cause I, I always do a lot of talking at the end, but um, I did watch the finale of, uh, monsters at work okay. and it is uh, exactly what you would expect from this kind of a show where y- you could watch the first episode and the last episode and get a lot of like the biggest moments. <laughs> so hmm. like the finale episode is definitely the biggest episode in the series other than the first episode. Okay. Um, but a lot of shows do that. Um, Star Wars, the bad, bad batch did that for sure. Um, that you you introduce a, some crazy concepts and then you you know you wrap it all up in a big way at the end and then mm-hmm. in the middle you get a lot of just kind of you know meat and cheese kind of thing but like the the biggest things that happen are obviously on the the bookends and and that that that's definitely true of this show so okay yeah if you definitely if you've kind of fell off I I definitely think a, a couple of the episodes are really kind of skip skippable I think they're all entertaining but there's some that don't really mean anything. The last episode definitely means stuff for the, like the monsters Inc universe, if you want to call it that. So, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It it was really, really good. It, um, I don't think it's uh, who cares about spoilers, but it, it's probably not a spoiler to say that it, I think it definitely sets up a season two. I I think they'll do a monsters at work season two. And, um, I I won't spoil this because I think it's a really cool moment. There is a, a scene in this episode that ties into the ending of monsters Inc in a really cool way. There are actually lines and even shots from monsters at work. Episode 10 that are synonymous with one of the last, the final scenes in monsters Inc. Okay. Um, where you're, you're seeing something happen and like in the background, you're hearing like lines from monsters Inc's being spoken, but it like something else is going in the other corner of the room. It's, it's actually really well done. So okay. yeah, I really, I really enjoyed the, the finale. If you've kind of gave up on the show and I would say at least just skip ahead to the end and watch yeah. episode 10. Um, even if you don't watch the rest of the episodes, I think all of them are worth watching at least once. Um, episode 10 is really good. Okay. I'll have to, whenever I get some time, I'll have to 
binge watch. Yeah. Because I've still only seen the first two episodes. Yeah, I think this is a very bingeable show. Like, mm-hmm. there are some shows out there that I think are benefit from being a, a once a week release. Yep. This is not one of them. I, I you could watch all the episodes back to back, and it's it's just a lot of it's popcorn. It, it's not real heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the last episode is. I feel I almost feel like a couple of the episodes you could kind of have have on in the background as you're making dinner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the last episode I would say sit on the couch and watch it. It's it's a uh, it's it's definitely good food for thought in the last one. So good. Yeah. And I watched the first ten minutes of Star Star Tours Beyond the Attraction. I uh, got s- severely sidetracked and could not finish it, but um, I am definitely going to watch all of that. Star mm-hmm. Tours was one of my favorite uh, rides growing up as a kid, being a, yeah. a huge Star Wars fan. So. Uh, have you watched anything? The only thing I watched this past week was, uh, besides What If and Shang-Chi, is the Legends, Marvel Legends on the Ten Rings. And, oh, I totally forgot about that. And so... I, okay, so... All right, so if, if you're listening to this and you don't want to be spoiled, um, I, I don't know why. Cause yeah, I, I, w- I would stop at this point. Oh, really? You don't want... It, it is kind of spoilery to say? Um. Well, I feel like one of the bigger characters that we didn't discuss. Okay. It kind of gives that away. And so. That's interesting that they do that because if it's the character I think you're talking about, because like, um, why would you want people to watch? Because it, it, is it, do you get the impression that they want you to watch this before or after the movie? I think before. Okay. Because I think the main point of this Marvel Legends is you think you know so much about the Ten Rings, but you really don't. Okay. And that's, I feel like that's kind of a occurring theme in the actual movie. Okay. A- answer me this, and then we'll d- do like a 30-second jump ahead or whatever if you don't want to know, but um, is it, I, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to watch this, especially I haven't seen the movie. Are, have the Ten Rings been mentioned before? Yes. Oh, I see. I, I didn't... I, I don't. I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, I I have a feeling how they were mentioned, but um, okay. So here's the point where you skip ahead. If, yep. you, if you just don't want to know anything, you want to go in completely blind to Shang Chi. Uh, skip ahead about sixty seconds or so. But um, uh, so now skip. Go 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 go. Um, so who's the character that they talk about? Trevor. Okay. So and they so, talk about because the Tang. The Ten Rings are the people that kidnapped Tony Stark in the first Iron Man. Oh, movie. I had no idea. Yeah. So are they? Is that are they mentioned by name? Yeah. They, they call them the Ten Rings. Yep. I I, I had so no idea. The two movies that mainly comes from is Iron Man and Iron Man Three. I had no idea. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, kind of makes me want to go back and watch those scenes again from the original yep. Iron Man. So, um, that's why I wasn't overly surprised when I saw. You know who in the yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, well, if you skipped ahead, now now you're in safe territory again. Um, that's a little curious to me because I think I really think that that honestly, it doesn't ruin. I don't know. If it doesn't ruin. It might ruin it for me. Like yeah. n- knowing knowing that a certain character was going to be in the film. I I, I enjoyed not knowing. Like yeah. I enjoyed being surprised. Because I mean, you know, once you see Marvel Legends, you know that it's going to have something to do with it. Wow. Interesting. I, 
I think I'll enjoy watching it after the movie mm-hmm. uh, better than yeah. watching it before. Clear, but I think you're right. They've clearly, I think, intended to be like, watch this before you go see the film. Yeah, for so. sure. Huh, interesting. They're so, like, they're so spoiler averse in the MCU like boardrooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a little weird to me. Okay. Well, uh, I will definitely be watching that. It's it, what, three or four minutes? It's probably yeah, a short one. It's like five minutes, I think. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, I will I will definitely watch that. I, fr- I totally forgot about it. I, honestly, I might have watched it before going to see the film, and I'm, I'm glad I didn't. I, yeah. I'm glad I, w- I actually waited. Um, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll get into um, what's coming up on Disney Plus uh, next. So this is for uh, September the 8th and the 10th, uh, Wednesday and uh, Friday this week. Uh, let's see. Wednesday the 8th. Doogie, I'm not, I'm probably not pronouncing this right. Doogie Kame Aloha is what it looks to me. Um, It is a new Disney Plus series, um, original series. And I think the only way to watch it is on Disney Plus. I don't think it's like Disney Channel or anything. Um, This, so I said Doogie and like, if you're old enough, you probably like, that probably sparks something in your brain. This literally is like a spiritual successor to the Doogie Hauser show, Mm -hmm. which was 1980s. I want to say like mid eighties, probably it preceded your birth. Yeah. I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, that was a like early, like uh, probably the first thing Neil Patrick Harris ever did. Um, kind of what, what brought him on the scene. So, um, but it's basically that for like a new generation. So it, uh, I, I'm assuming it takes place in Hawaii. Like there's like palm trees and it's, her name is literally Kame Aloha, <laughs> but so it sounds like Hawaii, but, um, it's, a uh, She's a 16-year-old prodigy juggling a budding medical career and a life as a teenager. So basically the same premise of, of Doogie Hauser, but, um, you know, for modern times. So episode one uh, launches on Wednesday. So if you're interested in that, check that out. Uh, what if episode five is trucking along? Uh, Turner and Hooch, uh, episode eight, uh, entitled ARF Appreciation. Uh, I don't know if I... I'm ever going to watch that show. Uh, Chippendale Park Life, uh, definitely never watching that show uh, after watching the first episode. Uh, 15 episodes of uh, Mira Royal Detective, which is a Disney Junior preschool age, um, you know, kindergarten age uh, kind of show. Jordan really likes the show. She, she's okay. watched a lot of the episodes. Um, she'll be very happy that they're dropping like 15 more episodes of season two. Um, she, she thinks it's, it's really fun. So I've not watched it with her, but she likes it. Uh, Disney's Pepper Ann seasons one through th- oh, my. three. Is this a blast from your past? Oh yeah, Phil. This was Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, um, yeah. Did, uh, was it a Disney Channel thing? It was ABC. Oh, ABC. Actually. Okay. So, um, this was right around the show recess. These shows would okay be right after each other. Okay. All right. Well, they're dropping. You might be interested to know that they're dropping. I guess I'm assuming all three seasons. I, yeah. If there was a fourth season, they're not doing that one. But I'm assuming it only had three seasons. They're basically dropping all the episodes. I know people have been really wanting the Saturday morning cartoon shows for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, We've gotten some, like, I mean, they were probably not Saturday morning, but like like DuckTales and yep. like that stuff has been on there since mm-hmm. I think day one. But yeah. Um, but yeah, some of these shows, especially like two thousands and stuff like that probably are missing from the catalog. Yeah. So, 
I definitely think that this will be a win for those that were, <laughs> I mean, elementary to middle school aged kids. Yeah. Of the early 2000s. Look this up. Pepper Ann. Uh, yeah. 1997 to 2000. So that was like yeah. right in. She was much too cool for the seventh grade. <laughs> She's like one in a million, Phil. So yeah, three three seasons. Um, actually, it says five seasons. Okay, so maybe the other ones are coming, but um, it, it, like over five seasons, it only did sixty five episodes. Yeah. So um, they weren't very. Okay, so long. you might you might be getting thirty some yeah. episodes then with this uh, this drop here. So interesting. Um, the uh, I think the last thing. No, there's two more for Wednesday. Uh, the Incredible Dr. Pole, season 19, five episodes. It's another veterinarian show, if you couldn't <laughs> understand by the title. Uh, one of many veterinarian shows. Man, Disney Plus loves vet shows. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Uh, the Wizard of Paws, season one. Um, I'm going to read this one because uh, oh, Phil. Grant's <laughs> wife loves The Wizard of Oz. Uh, the dramatic transformation of a life when Derek Camp- <laughs> Campana creates a one-of-a-kind artificial limb for animals in need. He gives animals who are unable to stand or walk the gift of mobility and a second chance at life. This Okay, this is a National Geographic show. That's not at all what I <laughs> thought it was going to be by reading the, the title with The Wizard of Paws. Um, National Geographic Wild is what it is. It's, it's literally... Okay, there's a picture of it. It's literally... Okay, so I feel bad for like making fun of it now. It is um, like a dog that's like lost one of his legs, okay. and, and gets like a um, what do you call it? Like a like a artificial leg, yeah. basically to to replace it. Um, so yeah, okay. I, it's not for me, but like I think people that like are definitely into like saving like animal lives yeah. and stuff like that might be interested. So I mean, it kind of <laughs> naming it kind of opens it up for jokes yeah unless you that's a bad name for that i'm assuming they're calling him the wizard because he's like giving them a second chance at life yeah but uh, that's a bad choice all right uh coming out this friday uh a pixar spark short uh called 20 something um it's pixar so i'm probably a lot of people are interested in that uh it says Adulting can be hard. Some days you're nailing it, while other days you're just a stack of kids hiding in a trench coat hoping no one notices. Gia finds herself in this exact scenario the night of her 21st birthday. This is a story about the insecurities of adulting and how we're all just faking it till we make it. Um, it looks uh, like um, fl- like flat 2D uh, artwork. Like it doesn't look... Uh, when you think of Pixar, you think of like 3D CGI mm-hmm. generated stuff. And it doesn't look that way at all. Um, the fact that it's a spark short tells me that it's probably like a five minute deal, but, um, it's called 20 something. So check that one out. Uh, Disney far away from Raven's home. Um, this is a puppet show. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing puppets with, with very big lips. Um, I I don't know what this is. I'm going to skip on, uh, to the next thing. Um, anyways, if you're interested in, puppets watch far away from raven's home and then the last thing that's coming out this week uh is the much uh maligned i might say pirates of the caribbean on stranger tides this is the fourth yep movie in the series the one that caitlin and i have never made it through so how, how many times have you tried just once twice oh jeez. 
Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a slog to get through. Um, this is the uh, Fountain of Youth uh, movie. So, um, of course, they have to bring back, like, Barbosa and... Um, and then Girl Jack Sparrow. Yeah, it's uh, cool. Whoa. That, that movie is uh, definitely skippable, for sure. So I'm one of the few people that thinks that they kind of actually brought things around with the fifth movie, but the movie, the fifth movie is still not anywhere yeah. close, close to the first movie. But boy, the, the third, I think the third movie might be my least favorite, but uh, the third and fourth ones are, are uh, pretty bad. So, um, so yeah, uh, of that list, um, Pepper Ann, maybe, yeah. um, 20 something, the new Pixar short. And then of course, what if, and then if, if you're if you're looking for like a medical show or whatever maybe the Doogie show um you know the the original Doogie Hauser show was like one of the most popular shows on television mm-hmm. when it when it came out um I don't think it'll probably do that kind of <laughs> those probably kind of numbers not. but it's it's worth checking out if you're into that kind of thing so um yeah kind of a lot lighter week this week not mm-hmm. not any like big big releases at least like Last week we got like an X Men movie. It wasn't a very good X Men movie. <laughs> um, in fact, maybe one of the worst X Men movies. But um, you know, it's at least superheroes, and we're not really getting that this week with Jack yeah. Sparrow. All right, um, I think that about does it for this episode. Um, anything you want to chime in on at the end? Nah. I can I mean, smell your hair from here. It's it smells yeah. beautiful. Oh, thank you, Phil. <laughs> um, just that next week we will be. Covering the Lion King 2019 yeah. live action remake. I'm excited to see this again. It it only came out two years ago, yeah. by the way. I It feels like a lifetime ago because of all the, the craziness of the last year and a half. But um, yeah, it, it really just came out basically just a few months yeah. before, maybe six months or so before the pandemic. But um, the... I remember thinking it was just okay. Yeah. Like when I when I Does saw it. Does it still crush kids' childhoods? <laughs> it it was almost shot for shot from the original yeah. movie, and then the things that they changed, I didn't really enjoy. So like, yeah. I, I just came away thinking like, okay, like visually it's stunning, but um, you know, like having these like life very lifelike animals sing, it was just like very off putting. I I I just didn't love it, even though the story is fantastic, obviously. But it was I was kind of like, well, if I want to experience the story, I'll just watch the original. Um, I didn't have that reaction to like the Aladdin remake. I really liked the Aladdin re- remake and some of the other ones that they've done have been been really cool. But um, that's how I remember it. We'll see if that holds yeah, up on well, a second view. We shall see. <laughs> so uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're we're taking a break every other episode from what if so we're even though what if episode five comes out this week we're not covering it on the next episode we'll we'll give it an, another week to kind of simmer and and then talk about the next two in a row um so we're talking about the 2019 the live action cgi heavy cgi uh remake of uh the lion king that came out and i'm sure we'll probably do some discussion on the original as well like yeah you know how could you not talk about you know the comparisons to the original for sure with the remake so uh, let us know what you want to hear about on this podcast or send us your own review on something you've watched on Disney Plus. We'd love to include you in the show. The way to do that is Disney Plus Reviews at Hotmail.com. And that's P-L-U-S, all spelled out. Disney P-L-U-S Reviews at Hotmail.com. Uh, we will talk to you next time for some do you 2019. Do Pepper Ann theme song? I do. Play do it. Out. Do it. Crank it up.
I've not seen this show. I would definitely remember that theme song. This screams late 90s, by the way. Is this like the extended intro? That's it. <laughs> okay, that was long. That was like a minute long. Um, okay, interesting. Yep. I might I might check out an episode or two just to see what life life was like in the animated world in yeah. the late nineties. That that by, by the way, the, like the 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 tune and like the grunge of it is like that. Nothing screams like nineties. Yeah, for music sure. More than that. That's that's awesome. Uh, well, yeah, check that out this week and check out the Lion King. Um, the 2019 CGI. We will talk about that on the next episode. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you now.